Hi everyone, thank you for joining me today on the Full Circle podcast, Finding Your Way Home. In this episode, we'll be exploring a very important topic, a topic that I hope you will find interesting and hopefully will inspire you to heal, grow and become a healthier, more balanced version of you. My guest today is Anne-Louise Harbert. Anne-Louise is an intuitive spiritual mentor and host of the Soul Living podcast, She empowers women to feel so connected to their true self and their soul that they feel more lit up and alive than they have ever felt before. She has a profound connection with the universe and an intuitive gift that enables her to pinpoint what is holding her clients back from a life that they love. She combines this with channeling bespoke guidance from the universe so you know where your focus needs to be in any particular moment to consciously create the life you want. She works with clients connecting with the energy of their higher self, their future self and their inner child. They can release the emotions from the past that hold them back and step into the person they have always wanted to become. I can't wait to delve into this conversation with Anne-Louise so we can find out more about her transformational journey and how we connect to our higher selves to live the life we are meant to live. Welcome, Anne-Louise. So, so glad that you're here, Anne-Louise. Thank you so much for coming into the studio to have this conversation with me today. I'm so excited. Thank you ever so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to share my story, really excited for what comes in that we're going to talk about. Brilliant. So we've met each other only briefly before, but I'm so glad that you're here because I was really struck by the work that you do. And I know that our listeners are gonna really enjoy this conversation as equally, so am I. So I thought what might be quite useful to begin with is just to find out a little bit more around who you are and what you do. Do you mind sharing a little bit of that with us, first of all? Absolutely. So as you say, my name is Anne Louise and I'm an intuitive spiritual mentor. And I work with women to help them really connect with their true self, not the life where they feel they should be somebody or do things that they should do, but actually from their heart, from their soul, who they truly want to be and connect them deeper on that soul level Mm -hmm. so they can follow that and be led by that to live a life of quite called soul living. Lovely. Now, this is all chiming for me and I love all this conversation, but let's tell our audience a little bit more about what, what are you meaning by following their kind of the soul and connecting to their soul. So it's a bit like following your intuition. So it's that gut feel. So how many times have you said, do you know, I knew I should have done that or my heart, my something was really exciting in me to take this next step and you didn't or you did and you, it was the best thing that you ever did. It's that feeling, it's that knowing, it's that you suddenly get a, a, something in your head that says, do this now. So on my way here, I had a little knowing my soul said get on the early train and there were some problems with the train so I followed that and it meant that I was here on time it's those little nudges it's those little bits of guidance that we receive you might not realize where they come from but it's that gut feel that knowing and when you follow that then you live a life that is soul living that is fulfilled so today was not stressful for me because I'd followed that nudge that guidance to get on the early train and I was here in, in time. I do know what you're talking about and it's happened to me many times, but many times I've also ignored it and not paid attention to it. And hence it's brought stress and strain and, and discomfort, I would say at times. So before we get into the to, to that kind of conversation, um, tell us a little bit about, because you've not always been an intuitive coach, right? So tell us a little bit more about your, your backstory and what's led you to what you're doing today. So I was not 
an intuitive coach at all. If you had said to me 10, 15 years ago, this is what I'd be doing, I would have thought you were crazy. And I was not doing anything like this at all. I worked in London. I was the work hard, play hard girl. I was living what I thought was my best life, um, but actually realized uh, in my early 40s that I wasn't happy, like truly deeply happy. It was surface happiness. I was happily married. I had two kids. I had a job, but there was something that just didn't feel right. Like I knew I was here for more. I knew there was more, like I knew I could be happier, more fulfilled, but I didn't know what that looked like. And I didn't know how that was going to be. So I kind of followed some steps, some guidance again. I listened to The Secret. I got introduced to the universe and source and that sort of level of power that we have. And I felt like I'd come home. I thought this makes so much sense to me. It felt right in every cell of my being. So I followed that, read some books and I listened to, I don't think it was a podcast because I don't think they were really popular and around then. But this lady was speaking. She said, I'm happily married with two kids, but I knew I was here for more and my ears pricked up. So I got in touch with her. She was a coach and I invested in myself. Um, and that was in 2013. And that was really the beginning of realizing that I didn't love myself really. And that sounds quite a deep yeah. thing to a realization, but this coach turned around to me in this experience and she said, you don't love yourself. And I felt like I had been split into. Mm -hmm. I felt raw, vulnerable. Someone was seeing me. I was seeing me yep. for the very first time. And I cried for about three hours. One, it was relief of this is true. Acknowledgement, acknowledgement yeah. absolutely. It was uh, the emotion of how disconnected I had been from my true self. So the, the person the outside world saw was very confident, quite loud, quite crass sometimes, but it wasn't who I was inside. And then it was like, what do I do now? Like, who do I be now? Because I don't know how to be this vulnerable person who's who's trying to love herself and find herself. So that was a, a journey that started, say, in 2013. Right. And it made such a profound effect on my life, on how I felt about myself, on my marriage, on my relationships. Um, I wanted, I decided I had to help other women yep. do the same. And that's what I've been doing for the last eight years. So tell me then, how do you, first of all, start listening to that intuition, that voice that we all have inside that we sometimes pay attention to, sometimes don't. But tell me about how you connected with that. Um, I think you're, like you're right, we all have it. I think that's an important thing to say that you, you have your intuition will guide you. Um, I realized actually looking back that I was very intuitive. I had some times in my life where I picked up the phone to phone home and something quite dramatic had happened and I'd followed that. So it's really realizing there have been times in your life when you've said, I knew I should have done that or I knew I shouldn't have done that. Being quiet and being still, which I know in this life and this quite world of busyness <laughs> and the online space and yeah. social media isn't easy, but actually taking just 10 minutes out a day to be in that stillness, to close your eyes, to breathe deeply and slowly and just listen to what comes in from your intuition. Um, to listen is another thing as well. Um, to trust, that's the hardest part. Well, there's two hard parts actually, the trusting, yeah. because our intuition doesn't always give us things that are easy to do. Yeah. Our intuition often gives us things and guides us to do things which feel totally out of our comfort zone and we're not ready. 
but it's always right. So it's to trust and then to take action, which is the the bit that often people don't not forget, but they don't realize the importance. So you listen and I've got this gut feel, but actually you have to still take the action because if you don't do anything, then nothing yeah, nothing just, changes. It just stays the same, doesn't Absolutely. it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really inter in interesting. I mean, trust has, has been a big thing for me on my journey and I know trust for many other people is is the same but i think the taking action mm. is the bit that sometimes we forget to do because you're right if we don't don't take action then everything just yeah. stays as normal and it's the hardest part yeah like it, it we, that we forget to do or we procrastinate so we know we want to take it we'll do that in a minute we'll do that yeah. tomorrow mm -hmm. because it it's out of our comfort zone and it's really easy to find lots of other things that we could be doing that yeah. are easier yeah um, and actually taking sometimes to get through that procrastination to get through that feeling of i can't do this is you just have to do the thing yeah. and take that leap. And it is scary. I mean, I'm sure you have and, and I have taken several yeah. leaps. And I've also been in that place where I felt stuck. And the only way I've shifted through that is to actually take a deep breath and just yeah. go for it, even though it's going to impact other people, even though it was going to be scary, even though I knew it was going to upset other people. But I yeah. knew in my heart and my soul yeah. that it was the right choice and decision for me yeah amazing thank you so it's interesting though because obviously there's lots of coaches out there doing lots of great work uh, but you're specifically focusing on universal guidance and mm -hmm. intuition so tell me more about that so i discovered that i was able to receive universal guidance i was able to receive absolute truth for people i knew things about people i was giving messages to people and they were saying, how do you know that? And then the universe said to me, right, that's great. Well, now we want you to go out. We want you to take action and go out <laughs> in the world and share it. Okay. And I said, no, people will think I'm absolutely crazy. My fear of judgment just blew up. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I cannot go out to the world. What will family think? What will friends think? What will everybody think? Yeah. Um, but actually, uh, another coach said to me, and she, I felt she had a message for me, which was, if you don't do this, you're not filling your this is your soul's purpose so I put my big girl pants on and got brave and started to share that I could do this on a very small scale sure. you know a little hidden didn't really tell too many people and over time have have stretched that more yeah. and more and now people come to me for guidance for readings for some sort of clarity sometimes yeah. because sometimes we're so we can't see what what in our own stuff, can't we? Because yeah. we're so buried under it sometimes. Yeah, and I think we get very much in our own way all the time. Great, I agree. And I think, you know, just thinking about it, we just get so busy doing, doing, doing that actually we don't take that moment to, to stop and reflect. Mm. So tell me then, and I don't know how you, how you can describe this or not, but I'm really curious around how that happens for you. Because we, we do all have intuition, but others have more... Yeah. High, highly tuned intuition like you've just described where you get messages you yeah. you then now take action on that so so how does it happen how do you how so does it formulate or how does it come about for you it, it's like a feeling for me i know it's different for different yeah. people because there are a lot of people who can who yeah, can channel like this but it's mm -hmm. a feeling for me so i tend to feel the emotions Okay. of the person that I'm reading for. So I can suddenly want to cry or I can suddenly yeah. feel really excited. So there's a, a gut feeling around it. And I just have knowings. It's like I, something comes into my my knowing, my awareness mm -hmm. that 
this has happened or yeah. it's not detail they don't share private yeah. and confidential detail but they'll share something happened to you that was like this yeah. and this is stopping you wherever they want to get to so it's like I know those things. I sometimes used to use angel cards yeah. because that was kind of my comfort, uh -huh. my crutch, if you like, when I first started. Um, and I can still do that, but I now, it just it just drops, drops in. So how did you then learn to trust yourself so that you could do this and help others in this way? Well, it's, that's a really interesting question because there's two parts to this, because I trust what I'm I'm channeled what I channel in I trust no problem mm -hmm. so I can trust <laughs> that because I know it's true yeah. and part of that is because I've been doing it a long time and every yeah. every time somebody said I just don't know how you know yes. uh -huh. but I know it too I just know on my soul that it's the truth trusting me however <laughs> is a whole different <laughs> a conversation different, yeah. mm -hmm. that took time that took doing the thing that took going out and putting all my um confidence and all my hope and trust and all of those emotions and my vulnerability into something because at the end of the day it is my soul's purpose and there are still times eight years later when I think do you know I'm just going to turn the computer off and pull the blind and call it a day like we all have and then the universe taps me on the shoulder and says you can't because this is your soul's purpose this is what you're here to do so I've had to learn yeah. to trust myself but trusting the guidance was the easy part, actually, because it, it is, it is. I just know it to be truth. Yeah. So because what, what's kind of coming up for me as you're speaking there is around two things, really, is one is, like you said, it's, it's OK to trust what's being brought to you. But the biggest challenge is trusting yourself. And also what I'm hearing, tell me if this is right or wrong, is that able to speak it and to share it with others? Yes. In the way that it's, yeah. Yes, because you're, I also have a voice like we yes. all do, uh -huh. which is the fear and the mm -hmm. ego that yeah. says, you can't do this. What are you doing? Yeah. Who do you think you are? All of those mm -hmm. kind of things. And every time I up level, every time I get more visible, that voice comes in loud and proud. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I do have that voice as well. And it is, it is just going and saying, right, I'm going to speak this truth mm -hmm. and I'm going to go in with this trust. Yeah. And of course, the more times that people say, that's that's so right for me and and, and in the beginning I, I think I just held my breath and hoped and prayed mm -hmm. and said okay universe if if you want me to do this then you're gonna have to give me a hand here yeah, yeah. Um, and it happened enough times to then build that confidence but it's still what I love about it is it still blows me away yeah. even now I still find this the the information that comes in the guidance that comes in especially when I run retreats and things like yes. that we're in that yeah. room and I think yeah this is why I do what I do. And that makes it even more special because that has never gone, and I hope that never goes. I think that that's something that, it's a bit like a an actor going on stage. They might've been on the stage a hundred times, a thousand times, but they're still nervous in the wings because yes. that makes them do a good performance. And I think yes. it's similar to that. Yeah, and I think that you don't want to lose that. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to lose that aspect of those nerves are an element of fear every now and again even though you know we don't want to be led by fear but i think that just makes us human right and we are human at the end of the day um or certainly in our human bodies so i think it's really interesting so what i'm curious around is how you cultivate this how do you sustain this skill technique this uh, way of being mm. um because i'm assuming that there's work that you need to do to yep keep your awareness high and to keep connecting those, I'm gonna use the word high vibrations, but I'm assuming that's kind of yeah. 
what you need to do. So tell me a little bit more around what your routine is or your rituals around you and what do you do? So I have a daily rituals. Um, so every morning, I say every morning, but in truth, we have a puppy. So recently we got a puppy. So it was every morning before the puppy before appeared. The puppy. Um, and I will listen to a visualization or a meditation, um, something to take me to that higher vibration in that sort of sleepy state where you've just woken up yeah. and I put the earphones in and I just listen in that kind of doze state. Um, then I journal. I start with gratitude journaling. So I'm, I, say what I'm grateful for, for ha what's happened the day before. And then I say what I'm grateful for, for the day coming as if it has already happened. Um, and I then nourish my body physically. So I will have a, a juice of some kind, some hot water and lemon to start me off on that day. Um, it doesn't continue necessarily. I do like a large glass of wine in the evening as well. So it's all in balance <laughs> okay. for me, exactly. Um, so that's sort of the, the routine side of things. I always have a coach. I always invest in myself because I believe as a coach, you embody, fully embody what you teach. So there's nothing that I share that I haven't been through or embodied myself. Yeah. And often, and I'm sure you the same, is we often, the universe gives us an opportunity to embody what we're teaching on a regular basis. All the time. <laughs> All the time. All the time. So it, it is a um, constant, I, I don't really want to use the word work, it, it's, but it's a constant state because I want to be in the highest vibration possible. I want to be true to myself yep. as possible. I want to be as connected to my soul as possible. And I want to show that I'm living a life of soul living because yep. that's what I'm teaching. It doesn't mean that my life is unicorns, rainbows and skipping through the meadow all the time. As you said, we're living a human existence and that has fear and emotions and vulnerability. Um, but it's being able to have that sort of detachment from yes, this is happening, but this is my truest essence, yeah. my truest energy and being in that space. And it, it does take daily routines. It does take time. Um, it does take a commitment to yourself, like anything, if you want to live in a higher vibration and live in a, a place where you're living your best life, yeah. it, you make that commitment and set that intention yeah. to yourself. Absolutely. So what stops us then from not living in that higher vibration? Because I do believe we all, there's a choice, I think, a conscious choice that I think we can make in terms of how we wake up every morning and how we you know, start our day and, and how we think about things and how we move through our day or navigate ourselves through our day. So, so, so what stops us from not tuning in to that higher self? It really starts, for me, it starts at the beginning of the day. So I used to wake up every morning and go, I'm so tired. That was my first thought. And I, it, I used to have to think that then I'd be tired for the rest of the day. So I started saying, I've got plenty of energy for the day ahead. That was, that changed that thought. Yeah. So it is being conscious of what you say to yourself because I, I had like a record playing in the background for say up till my early 40s when I started investing in myself that said you're not good enough you this isn't this isn't worthy you should not, not so necessarily those words but what do you look like what do you say what did you say that for though that inner yeah. critic that's there so it's it's learning to quieten her and allow an, a, a cheerleader voice to come yeah. through. Yeah. Um, also, like we said, not being too busy because we do get busy, busy, busy is another one. So try and have some time of stillness. Yeah. Um, and 
lastly, and the most important for, for me is the, um, the should doing things that you feel you should do because oh, I spent tricky my one. life, it is a tricky one. I spent most of my life doing what I felt I should do yeah. for that external validation. Yeah. And actually all the time you're waiting for that external validation, you're giving your power away because if that person or thing, so if it's validated by money or validated by success yeah. or validated by a, a parent or another person, if they stop validating or that thing stops validating, then you feel the worthless. Yeah. So the validation needs to come from mm. within. Yeah. Um, so all the time we're looking externally, that stops us yeah. having that sense of being true to ourselves. Absolutely. And, and I think it's interesting because I think we all go through our lives at times saying we should do this or we should do that or maybe, you know, why didn't we do this? Or like you mm -hmm. said, that kind of inner critic comes through. So when that happens for you, because we are human, as we've said, what process do you take to you know kind of quiet that voice yeah it's it's not easy mm -hmm. i'll be really honest it's not easy and it took time meditation was a really yeah. good thing for me i the first thing that i did when i first opened up when i came home to the universe was i joined a, a meditation group every fortnight and it was the only time in two weeks that my brain and my mind actually went quiet. I had had two young kids at the time. It was like white noise of nothingness that never shut off. And it was it was cruel. It was, I call it the inner bitch. You know, she was really <laughs> mean to me. And it was constant. Yeah. And meditation just helped me. And again, when I first went to meditation, I remember eyes closed, doing all the things, thinking my brain's not shutting off. Yeah. My, no, I, I didn't walk in there and sit down and it, it happened. It took time and yeah. practice. Um, but for me, that was the, the only way that I could yeah. still that mind. Um, I learned to, when she was loud and when she was there, is, is to, to acknowledge her and to say, I know you're saying that. Because actually those thoughts come in yeah. to keep us safe, really, yeah. to keep us small. Because if we, our, our fear knows we're safe as we are. So keep her there, keep her small she won't come to any harm. So when that voice comes in, I acknowledge it. And then it's like, I, I know what you're saying, but actually I am worthy or I am good enough. And I started speaking kinder to myself. Mirror work was really good for me. Some I think it's like a bit like Marmite. Some people yeah. love it, some people don't. Uh, really looking at yourself, like eye contact in the mirror. And when you first, when I first did it, I kept it's looking away, pleasant, I couldn't is do it. it. No, I, I was the same. Can't <laughs> look at myself and start being nice because we haven't, for me, it was 40 years I hadn't been nice to myself. Yeah. So that, took, again, it all takes a bit of time, but it's just the small steps of changing that yeah. voice, doing things for me. Mm. Uh, one of the biggest shifts was putting myself first. And I remember the first time someone said that, I said, I can't, I've got two kids, I've got a husband, I've got a boss, I've got like every other reason that I could give. And actually, when I started doing things for me, and it's like, I know it's a cliche, but you fill your cup up first. Yeah. Uh, my relationships changed. I had so much more patience and time for my kids when I started putting myself first. They they got more rather than less because even though your logical head says, well, if I put myself first, they're going to come last. It doesn't work like that. Everybody got more. I got more. It was one of the most amazing feelings and experiences. Yeah. And again, that wasn't overnight. That was takes time yeah. to um, to get used to putting myself first, to to not cancelling things around other people, to if I wanted to go for a coffee, 
go and sit and have a coffee. If I wanted to go for a walk, go for a walk rather than having to be at my desk. Because if you've come from a corporate space where you're, you know, you have to be in at a certain time and leave at a certain time and suddenly I could come and go as I wanted, that took a little bit of time to say, actually, yes, go and treat yourself. That's really hard. It, though, it's isn't so it? hard. It's And these treats don't have to be big or expensive. It was actually being able to go and walk the dog at 11 o'clock in the morning because the sun was shining and it was really nice. But learning to give myself those yeah. treats. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember that first coach, she said, you don't love yourself. Um, we were ordering drinks. It was an overnight thing. We had drinks. And she said, what would you like to drink? And it, I love champagne. And I, I, I never asked for that. She said, what do you really want? And I said, I want a glass of champagne, please. But I, she said, well, why can't you go and order that? She said, I said, I can't. What would people think? All these yes. stories. Uh -huh. It's such a small thing. But that really represented, I wasn't allowing myself yep. to have things that I enjoy because of what other people might think or how it would look or whether I would actually deserve. It was really down to deserving and worthiness, I discovered. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's beginning to put yourself first in those small ways. And I think the worthiness is really interesting because I think I've, you know, we've talked before that I've done a lot of work on myself in that area as well. And I think when you really don't feel worthy because of what others might think, or actually genuinely not maybe even thinking that you deserve it yourself. And I and I know that so many of us are working with that challenge. Yeah. So what advice would you give to whether it's male or females listening to this who have got those because i know you mainly work with females don't mm. you but just with anybody generally who is feeling oh i would love to or i should ask for that <laughs> um but i can't what advice would you give them i think it's to be really kind yeah. to yourself because you're changing probably a mindset mm. and a belief that you've had for a long time it's probably deep rooted from yeah. when you were younger or an experience that happened or a voice that was very powerful when you were younger that didn't make you feel Absolutely. enough. So be kind and understand that you are changing something that is very deep within yeah. you. Build a relationship with yourself. It's sort of, it's like a bit of like a draw a line and say, mm -hmm. yes, that's happened to me. Yes, all of those things happened to me, but this is me moving forward like what relationship do i want with myself who am i like really who is the truest version of me not the version of me that needs to be a certain way or act a certain way but actually who am i and then learn to build that relationship with her because yeah. really when you have that powerful relationship with yourself that noise outside the 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 voice that says you're yeah. not good enough you're not worthy when it's just you and yourself, if you can see it as kind of like a separate entity, yeah. um, there's probably some inner child as well that you can work on. Um, but having that sense of, it, it, I've got my own little group here, we're going to look after each other. Yeah. You less and less need the external validation and yeah. you can start building that relationship with yourself and, and eventually learning to love yourself um but i i know it's not easy but the yeah. first things is is to just be really kind yeah and compassionate and start being gentle with yourself yeah. forgiving forgiveness is a huge part of the work that i do with a lot of clients is forgive the past forgive yeah. the way you were and what you did and things that maybe have are fueling that belief that you're not enough because you are just because you are in this on this earth in this lifetime you are enough 
And that is the truth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could not agree more, but I do think it is hard, as you've said. Yeah. And I think the key thing is, as you said, you've got to start. I use the word befriend, you know, for me, I befriended, I befriended myself because I think I was most probably my own worst enemy. Mm. Very similar to yourself, very critical, all of those kind of things. And I think when you start to, yeah, just have a different conversation with yourself when you are okay with being vulnerable with yourself and, and you know, and, and being kinder and more mm. compassionate because, you know, you wouldn't speak to other people the way that you'd speak to yourselves or ourselves. So I think that's really fascinating. That's a really good tip. Thank you for that. So when you're working with your clients then, how does it work? Because obviously lots of people have, as we said, have heard about coaching. They know all about the traditional kind of way of coaching. Um, so is it different when you're working with your clients? I think in some ways, yes. I think there, there are very different modalities and there's different ways of coaching. I think for me, um, because I'm working on that soul yes. level, so I am working on uh, the energy that I'm picking up from, yeah. from you, from your higher self, from your future self. So I'm able to connect in with the, the woman that you are already, or energetically yeah. she already exists. So I'm able to tap into that and, and bring the person that you are today closer to that future version of you that you want to be. Um, I'm also able to connect with your soul's purpose um, and obviously the channeling in that we've spoken yeah. about and that truth so that you can really be that fullest version of you. So it's not coaching in the sense of life coaching. Um, it's yeah. more energetic. It's more yeah. spiritual, yeah. Um, but also in a very grounded way, because I think the thing with spiritual coaching, a lot of people ignore it or yeah. like, oh no I don't scared okay, of it, absolutely yeah. of course because it covers such a wide yeah. range of modalities um, but one of the biggest compliments I had from a, a client is you said that you you actually yes you're very spiritual yes you're able to channel but you're a mum of two yeah. running a business you've worked in London you, you know you're sort of normal in inverted yeah. commas yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you're very approachable and therefore make coming into this sort of spiritual way of being or this soul living way of being, I, I can do it. I can have this experience without feeling the fear of I'm going to go sit on a mountain in a robe or something. Yeah. It, which yeah. it's, if that's your thing, that's great. But for me, I wanted to be very spiritual and very connected and live this soul living life. But I have now two teenagers and a puppy and husband and life. And that's also part of my yeah. living experience. So it, it's, it's, I think it's different yeah. in the sense that it's got that, um, that energy vibe to it and that spiritual vibe to it. But it is about you. I want you to live your fullest life. I yeah. want you to feel more lit up and alive yeah. than you've ever felt before. Because to me, that first coach said to me, how do you want to feel? And I said, I want to feel alive. Yeah. Because it had become mundane, it had become, I just felt, it wasn't um, dead inside, that's too strong, but it was just like, there's more. And when you feel alive, when you feel lit up and alive, that to me was, that's how I want you to have that feel. And that version of being lit up and alive is obviously different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Amazing. So just a couple more questions, if that's all right. Um, first one is around sole purpose. So I believe that we do all have a purpose and our soul is here for a reason. Um, so 
tell me a little bit more about your thoughts on that because I know obviously you believe in that too because yeah. you're, you're doing it with your clients but tell me a little bit more around that concept so our listeners can understand that a little bit more it's it's that feeling that you have that is this is why I'm here yeah like this is something in you which is I have to share this people have to know this like it's it wants to burst out of you it's that yeah. feeling of I I need more people to know about this now your soul's purpose doesn't have to necessarily be part of your business so if I yeah. did close my business tomorrow <laughs> I would still be channeling and sharing truth and tapping into energy because yes. that is my purpose in some way. Another client of mine, her purpose, she discovered the purpose on the retreat and she realized that her soul's purpose, she had been searching for something. So a lot of my clients like me yeah. were looking for something. They don't really know what they're looking for. And she felt this a bit lost, a bit heavy in her energy, like life was feeling hard. And when she received her soul's purpose so they channeled in her soul's purpose she knew immediately it was the truth she started crying i started crying it was that moment of of course it's this yes. and she'd actually been living her soul's purpose for 16 years it was nothing to do with her business it was actually to do with her family and she was like yes and you could see her shoulders go down you could see that of course so it's not necessarily um something in your business and it's not necessarily this this big um huge step up to something you may be doing it already yeah. but it's that truth you know that this is what I'm here to do. It may be a book. Maybe you're here, your soul's purpose is to write a book. Maybe your soul's purpose is to um, bring up your children because they are here to do something special. Yes. Maybe your soul's purpose is to um, inspire others to do something similar. Like it, it's it, often our soul's purpose can feel like it's just something that we do already, already yes. yeah. and mm -hmm. we do naturally. But I think some, we have to be careful because sometimes when you try and label yeah. it, it's like, I need to find my soul's purpose. It I think can, it's quite hard, isn't it? Because I think is. it can put people off and it can be quite a daunting and scary, you know, kind of big, big thing. I've got to find it. And I find that when, and tell me how you feel about this, but I find that when you are in it and you're searching and you're so mm. holding on tightly to whatever it is that you've not yet found because you're adamant you need to find it that becomes quite struggling it doesn't it kind of goes against the grain a little bit doesn't it because yeah. you're not in flow then because you're yeah. pushing and you're forcing something yeah. and like you said sometimes because i think we do think it needs to be something to do with our job or it needs to be something big a big thing when actually yeah. it could be as you said simply just being yeah. a great mum yeah. or a great parent yeah. because you're children might be here to do something bigger exactly yeah. it can, and you're absolutely right when we look for it and it's pushing and that forcing it it does yeah. stop that flow and sometimes it is just when you, when you give up isn't it you know when sometimes yeah. when you've been trying something for so long and you go oh, i just give up and then it drops in and, and then, then it happens, happens. Yeah. yeah it's that sort of feeling so it, it is yeah. not pushing and not trying to to label it because yeah. that soul's purpose it, it's there within you and actually it, say the chances are you're either already doing it and you just don't realize or it's it, it can be i think sometimes we can feel very very lost because it's if i had a purpose if i had my source purpose and actually your purpose might be for the day i got you got out of bed this morning yeah. that was your purpose for today yeah. um and it is not making it a big thing mm -hmm. but knowing that anything that makes you think i have I have to share this. I have to do this. Like I can't, if, if everything else changed, what is the one thing that you would have to keep 
doing yeah. because it's so intrinsically yeah. part of you yeah. that is probably connected with your it's a really with nice your way purpose. of describing it yeah really good way of describing it so i think just what i heard then is just to strip it back mm. maybe take kind of a step back don't force it but just be with with it but also start to notice and start to recognize the thing that actually you you have to have in your life or the things that you, yeah. you really feel drawn and passionately connected to do um, and it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. exactly and i think you saying that like core values is really yeah. important so think about what your core values are yeah. so those things that are so important to yeah. you that if they're not in your life you wouldn't feel complete um, so thinking of those is also a good thing because that is also probably tied in with yeah. with your purpose too yeah that makes perfect sense so any other top tips that you can share with our listeners or viewers on how they can connect more with their, I mean, obviously true self, but their, maybe more their soul's purpose, anything that you think would be worth sharing? I think for me, if I sort of went back and thought, what, what would I tell myself yes. um, is to worry less about what other people mm -hmm. think, because we do spend a lot of our life should, I should do this and I should do that. Follow those feelings follow those nudges, follow that. I really want to, really want to be, really want to do something. Even if it's, I really want to go to a coffee shop or I really want to start a new career, even if it's a small thing or a big thing, follow yeah. those and trust though. Trust yourself, I think. And I know it's not easy, but that's, um, I know that although I've done many amazing things, there in the beginning, if I had trusted myself more then, um, I would have taken bigger leaps yeah. and I would have taken um, bigger, more opportunities mm -hmm. that would have led to more expansion. Um, and if you're thinking about uh, listening to this and thinking, it's so hard to trust yourself, I get it. But remind your logical brain because it loves evidence. Mm -hmm. So we want to give our logical brain evidence. So if you're thinking, I don't trust myself, if you have made a cup of tea or coffee today, you have put the kettle on, which has electricity, which involves water, combination of which is not great. Not ideal. Not ideal. And it's boiling water. And you have made probably several cups of tea and coffee in your life and you've done you don't think about it. So every time you switch that kettle on, say to yourself, I know I trust myself because this is electricity, this is water, this is hot water, this is not a good combination, but I'm trusting myself. If you drive, every time you get in the car, every time you get behind the wheel. So my daughter is 19, so a couple of years ago learned to drive. And getting in a car with someone who doesn't know how to drive is, is scary. It is. And you realise just how much you trust how to drive the vehicle, other pedestrians, other road users. If you are driving, you must trust yourself. Absolutely. You have to trust yourself. So every time you get in the car, say to yourself i must trust i know i trust myself this is evidence to my brain technology all of those things that we do every day without thinking involve you trusting yourself so you trust yourself every single day multiple times a day it's just reminding yourself yep. of that and things like um tying it with another habit like switching the kettle on getting in the car yeah. means that you can say i trust myself i trust myself because your logical brain says well you must do yeah of course because yeah. you're proving to me that you you yeah. do every day and i suppose that when we're learning new skills like driving a car as for as, as an example um that trust comes over time as well so yes. i think the fact is it's good to remember those things now but also to remember that you also was on a journey yeah to get 
behind the wheel in the first instance and then learn to drive properly afterwards you know Um, and I think sometimes I'm sure like many you know you get in the car now and most probably don't even think about it because it's just inherent it's with your it's it's integrated with who you are and I'm assuming this is kind of the same message as well that the more you do the more you practice this then the more that trust will become inherent within you yeah absolutely and it is um it doesn't mean that there aren't times when you have, have a to have a well, day, you know, there are days when you have a wobble and days when you feel like you can conquer the world. That's exactly. part of being yeah. in the human existence. But it is that um, if your soul and your intuition is saying, do this, go for this, work with that person, go to that event, be on that retreat, whatever it is, or take that job, go into that relationship. If that gut is there and it feels exciting and scary in equal measure, they are the best transformations for myself and for clients when I've had that this is was the most scariest thing in the world but the most exciting thing too there is a reason and it is taking that leap of faith sometimes and trusting yourself because if that feeling of excitement is there in the same way the intuition is a is a no is a definite no following that but when it feels expansive when your soul feels expansive when you feel this is something really me, exciting. It feels a bit like a longing. I don't yes. know if that kind yes. of makes like any pulling, sense. That yeah, sort of pulling. It does, and that's the kind of that movement I was thinking there. It just feels like sometimes that there is something yeah. saying to you, pay attention to this yes. and, and listen to it. So, yeah, I think that's lovely top tips. Yeah. There's some really great ideas as well. So, again, thank you for that. So, before we wrap up, where can people get hold of you? So, I have a website, which is anlouiseharbert.com. That's Anne with an E, mm-hmm. harbert.com. I'm on Facebook. So, I have a Facebook group, which is Lovely. called Soul Connections. Lovely. And I am on Instagram, and it's Louise underscore soul living. So, you can find me on any of those. Feel free to message me and get in touch. I'm sure they will. Thank you so much. It's been a great conversation. Uh, thank really you for glad having you came me. in. So have I. <laughs> thank you.